Coach Podcast, where I'm very glad that I have recovery today, or this weekend, that I'm recording this, because I'm having a couple meltdowns, and I have some tools in my toolbox to deal with the stressful days, like this weekend, and I'm going to be completely transparent with you, and as always, <laughs> um, and it, it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through kind of my journey with this experience, uh, the price that I'm paying, the lesson that I learned, and how I'm going to proceed forward. And I'm sure that by the time this airs, I'll be a lot more calm on this topic, um, a lot more grateful, <laughs> although I can tell you, I can express some gratitude today uh, for this situation happening. I'm, ha I'm so grateful it's happening now and not down the road. Uh, for sure. So here's here's a little background of the journey. And I'm grateful for the journey because a lot of things have happened. But I'm going to focus on this so that the lesson I want you to learn is if you're uncomfortable with something, stand up for yourself right away. Um, call a spade a spade and be mindful that people really, truly look out for themselves when push comes to pull and and that's okay um, it's it's the, the ones that are disguised as people that want to help that I want you to be leery of or that I want to talk about so the way my experience went was I reached out to someone who I had someone in common with uh, that had done something pretty cool so I wanted to acknowledge it it was a complete stranger Little did I know that the stranger was a coach and that I was now a lead. And this happened really early on in 2020. And this coach was also a professional salesperson and knew exactly, like literally has scripts, right? Like I bought scripts from this person on how to do this exact thing if I have a lead. And I, I'm going to refer to them as leads instead of human beings, because guess what? We're still human beings. So because the script was so good, because the person was so savvy, because I was so naive, like I won't even make it about them. I'll just make it about my own naivety. I'm probably going to use that word a lot. I'm probably going to butcher it every time. That's okay. Well, for whatever reason, I felt really pretty good about hiring this person and part of why was because I had shared my vision and my hopes and dreams and on this call with the script it sounded like this person was going to help me get to my goals right that's why we hire coaches well what really happened was he got payment from me and I went through his program and it's a good program if your intention is to be a coach or it, well, no, that's about it. It, it. And to make money and to do it the way that he taught. It's a good program for that. That was never really what I wanted to be um, initially or what I wanted to do. I want to be a CEO. I want to be a thought leader. I want to be someone who helps people. And maybe coaching was an aspect. It opened my mind to that, for sure. 
and, I, and I'm going to end up coaching, or I am probably coaching by now on a much bigger level than when I'm recording this. So it had its purpose, right? And I'm very, this is my recovery journey coming in here, though, but I'm very adamant about everything has a reason, and even these difficult times like today. And I, and, and I think it's because I needed to learn this hard lesson. So out of this coaching experience, something else blossomed, and I went after it. And a new business was born. My virtual assistant business was born. And it started, like one can say, if you followed my path all the way back, it actually all started with the course that I learned how to podcast from. Led me to the next course, led me to this person. The person gave me a website, which led me to hiring my business partner. Blah, blah, blah. Like it all snowballed and it all made sense. And early on, you know, like when I was talking loosely in front of my coach, not a client, not him as a client at that point, but as a coach and talking and I'm throwing out money and blah, blah, blah. But I didn't really have a, a good business plan in place. Like I'm a business person and I could see things, but I could have given it more thought. I could have written it down. And uh, essentially, I started the business at, at numbers that this coach Let's say I listened to what he said and I was trying to appease him and um, I was coming out from from the very get go. I was thinking about ways to compensate because it was kind of a loss leader program. And in this instance, he was giving me referrals and wanted an affiliate fee for their referrals. Fine. But he had quoted prices to the clients from our conversations. Now, again, I'll take ownership. So let's say even that I said that these were gonna be the prices. He's telling people the pricing instead of just referring them to me, right? Like I never shared his pricing when I referred people to him, but whatever. So it's basically locked in or I was gonna look like a jerk. And this pricing, we won't even talk about paying me or what my value, but just to cover the cost of the business. And, and I'm gonna call out some things so you can think about if you're ever in this situation, but there's, there's costs that have to happen so that you're protected and so that you can execute. So some examples are accounting software, right? Like in our case, we have clients, we invoice them, there's weekly reports, there has to be structure, we need lawyers for contracts, for employees, for clients, right? These are the things you need to think about and you have to pay for them. So there's training, there's onboarding, there's the technologies to support, like upgrading Zoom, for example, instead of having a free program and having to upgrade so that you can have your team on one call or your clients on one call. There's all these little hidden things. And I gave it three months of, of basically bleeding, cutting into me and bleeding. And it goes along with the, with the Dunn's example, right? Like I didn't know that I can do it, you know, like how to set up the business separate from my personal identity. So now my credit score is being impacted. Now, mind you, I'm not whining. These are all lessons and they're good lessons. And where I'm grateful is that I get to share them with you and hopefully save you some of the pain of what I'm going through. So I think that this coach is actually my friend. Like I've actually hung out with them and I thought we were friends. And I've always had this feeling in my gut, like it's evident. I watch how... Like, and I'm not trying to make this personal, but I see how he interacts with certain people and it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, 
So here I am, locked into prices, paying him an affiliate fee. So, oh yeah, that's another cost. And he's referring people to me. Well, of course he's referring people to me if he's getting an affiliate fee. If it was just the same website that he had referred to me in the first place, he wasn't getting anything. So, right? So he wasn't doing anything different. He was giving his people in his program a resource. And now he just changed the resource to benefit him. It's brilliant, right? It, it makes complete sense to me, the wise. So fast forward, here we are at this weekend. It's been three months and the business is not sustainable at these price points that we went out in. As you know, I was struggling with that. So I came up with the fairest way I could come up with. Uh, a rate increase, but locking it in so that this didn't happen again. Um, not taking a salary from the company so that the money could support it, so that we can keep our team you know, in place and continue to have all the resources. I'm like, again, not even looking to draw a salary. And, and, and the way it works is we marry people, we marry our, our team, our virtual assistants with clients that need them. And where the value of using us is versus doing yourself is if you're someone who doesn't know how to write a job description or interview, you're not going to hire the right people. You're not even going to know where to start, probably. So we do all that. And we're skilled in our experience. That has a ton of value because if you've ever hired or staffed, you know that it's not just like, hey, draw a name out of the hat and you're going to have success. There's a cost to that. And then there's the cost to helping in the background nurture the team so that they could support you as a client. Like there's a lot of value in the things that we do. And I'm very comfortable with that. I'm very proud of that. And yeah, I don't have 8 million clients right now where I could drive costs down or a bunch of other products to upsell, to hide the loss leading cost. We're only three months in, right? Is that, is that a reasonable expectation? So it, instead of him getting the communication that's gonna go out to the clients, I try to give him a courtesy because he was one of the first clients and he was giving these referrals. And so, he, so here's the deal. The price went up. I was willing to lock them in, existing clients only, and it was a $3 an hour increase in their case, or two if they came on after the round of all the pricing that he told his people that I couldn't really absorb. Now, I will take full ownership with this, right? And because he was my coach and I was the student, allegedly, you know, like that dynamic, you don't want to like challenge them and be like, dude, you don't know the business part or whatever. You know what you know. Stay in your, you know, like they're here to help you. So you think. And it was a little bit of a struggle. I remember having a conversation with like, if you don't like, like I know that he was saving $2 an hour by going with mine because he had, you know, he haggled with me and whatever. Like he's a business guy and he's protecting his business. And that's where the shit hits fan today, right? So when I tell him, um, he makes an offer, well, just keep me on at this locked-in price. Now, mind you, he can afford the increase way more than his clients can that he referred to me. And we found him, the one who's, the reason he wants to keep this specific person is because they're generating revenue, right? Like, if it was someone that wasn't um, getting him more of those leads so that he can turn into mini-me's, he wouldn't even care. But this person's producing. Well, he hangs up with me when I said, no, I need to be consistent across the board. And he reaches out to her 
and she hadn't signed her paperwork yet saying that she wouldn't leave with clients that we work with and uh, he gets back to me and he's basically telling me that he's gonna keep her he's gonna pay her what he wants and she's willing to go now maybe you think that's okay maybe you think there's integrity in that his his point is that he did all the work training her which he did some of the work um, someone that's on my that, that I pay a lot of money to every month worked with her also um, so I have a lot invested and he has some stuff invested I'm given five weeks for people to find replacements and he feels comfortable and doesn't think there's anything wrong with that taking her away and quite honestly she don't want to sign the contract and she doesn't want to have integrity to stay with us when we gave her a job when she didn't have one and he wants to take a VA when he's making multiple six figures and won't take the three dollar an hour increase that's fine I think I'm gonna let them both go you know whatever and um, just suck it up as as the learning I mean that's where I'm landing in this moment of course we'll see what happens by the time I'm I release this so it'll be interesting I'll update you as I go but yeah I'm gonna have to make sure that like nothing happens until the clients get all the paperwork signed and the VAs get all the paperwork signed and I'm gonna have to trust my gut and I'm gonna have to not settle I'm gonna have to stick to my guns and these are the takeaways that I want you to get from me talking about this I'm not trying to blemish him like you know it, it's he's doing what he has to do to protect his business and I respect him for that I don't know that I necessarily agree with taking my employee I'm struggling with that but again if that's her and I haven't talked to her and I haven't talked to you know like I don't have all the things buttoned down yet I, I'm only have bits and pieces of the story but if that's her level of integrity I don't really want her at my company anyway I don't want anybody that has that level of integrity because I don't think it I don't think it's acting with integrity um, you know you I'm trying to think of a, a good example and it's such a unique situation but if you hire any company and there's an employee that you're working with you don't get to take them with you when you stop doing business with the company it's just not how the world goes around right but I didn't protect myself so please take the takeaways from this you know protect yourself He's doing a great job of it, right? Maybe you should hire him as a coach so he could teach you how to protect himself the way yourself the way he protected himself. Because ultimately, I'm the one who lost here, and it's fine. I've been losing all along. I won't be in the future once I get the pricing right and, and get all the systems in place and, and do things kind of the way I want instead of the way I was being coached to. Um, and that's another thing, you know, like really vet your coaches, you know. Uh, it's in this world that we put testimonials out there. Who are the clients that didn't write the testimonials, guys? And, and, and I'm saying this, you know, like, let's be the best we can be all the time. But if you're shopping for the next coach or the next thing, talk to the ones who didn't put the testimonials. Ask for references that there's no testimonials on. You know what I mean? Like, it, it may be not be that extreme, but if you're, if you're, in vo inside voice is like stressing you out or you're, you're feeling like something might be broken whatever that is if it's listening to your intuition if it's doing your homework do what you need to do to protect yourself that's what I'm saying and yes I'm blowing off steam right now and that's I mean I didn't design my podcast to be a venting ground 
But they're my podcast, and they're my platform, and I can say what I want to say. Like, I'm not slandering anyone or anything. But more importantly, what I learned this past year with my other show, as I talk through my feelings like this, it's a coping mechanism. It's a way to release. Like, I need to cry, too. Like, I need to really, really cry. And I was trying to distance myself um, from people this weekend, and I wouldn't have even had the conversation with him today, but he, you know, he had reached out to me for something else. And I knew I wasn't in the frame of mind. I needed to still process. I still needed to make sure I was equipped to handle. Like I knew, I mean, a big part of why I was doing this is to make up some of the money that he's essentially cost me. Because every new client wasn't a benefit to me. It was a loss. So there was, there was nothing other than, you know, maybe building testimonials or whatever. But I know the value that we provide. So I just totally kind of lost my train of thought so anyway um you know the the conversation oh i was trying to avoid people because i needed to finish processing to have my business face on so that's the other takeaway i want you to have from this conversation is it's okay to have those days but you know if you're not feeling it if you don't want to face the world that day like put the calls on mute do your thing and stick to your guns process your feelings you're allowed yeah we're entrepreneurs yeah we're business people yeah, corporate America taught me not to show my emotions, even though I still did, and it was a weakness, you know, according to corporate America. But no, fuck it, we're allowed to feel. I'm allowed to, like, mourn the loss of him as a client and probably this relationship. I'm allowed to be upset that I had to go back to my clients. Um, I think I talked about it being a little bit about ego. It's not about ego. It just I feel like I didn't deliver on a promise, and that's what's bothering me took me three days to figure out what the heart of it is, but that's what it is. I feel like a failure. And again, in the world of entrepreneurship, we know that failing is just a way of doing better next time if we take it and embrace it. So hopefully, I know I will learn from it, and I hope that by you listening to this that you will learn from it too. Uh, I will put systems in place to fix this. Uh, it was interesting uh, with, with the campaign that I'm running for 2021, like, all the things that I'm going to do in this conversation. He basically called into question, like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, this is, that's, that's kind of, now from his perspective, he thinks he's coaching me and saving me, maybe, <laughs> um, which is hard to accept from someone who it feels like you got hurt by. Um, but really, it, it's not very supportive, right? <laughs> I'm going to do what I'm going to do this year, and maybe I'll fail, maybe I'll succeed, but here's the thing, I'm going to try, we're going to keep trying, and business, to me, this is what I believe, all day long, all that business is, is a set of problems, right, and if you navigate the problems and solve the problems, it may take 20 different tries to figure out how to solve the problem, but if you solve the problem, you're on to the next thing, like that's all it is. Uh, Grant Cardone, we were in a VIP session with him at a, at a meeting uh, last weekend or the weekend before. I don't even know. I don't have a sense of time. It won't matter because I'm not recording this live. But um, he said something. It was like commitment. I don't have my notebook because it's a mess. But essentially creativity was one of the C's that he said we need. And that's just it. We need to come up with creative solutions. And um, I, I thought the solution I pro I'm proposing. Now I may get flat from the clients. They may leave me and that's okay. Like I get it. 
if they can't afford us, they can't afford us. If they don't see the value in it, they don't see the value in it. I mean, it's it's gonna have to be okay. I'm gonna have to just make sure that the value is there, which, like I explained, I know it's there from from the hiring perspective and all those things, right? Um, it's shown the value is there. That's why he doesn't want to give up the girl. The value is so much there that he wants to hang on to this employee. And like I said, I think uh, I'll cut my losses, and if if that's how they see things, if they see that as fair without legal documentation and blah, blah, all the things, then that's where they are. I wish them well. May they be just as abundant and have happy lives as possible. I'm so grateful for the journey. And uh, I'll sound more enthusiastic about it next time. Hopefully, hopefully the next time I sit down to record, it's because I have a big victory. I will say I did get a lot of organizing done today. Not as much as I wanted. It's been an emotional couple hours, and F it. I'm entitled. That's what I decided. So I've reached out to another client slash friend, and um, let me see what she has to say. Let's see if I can make some sense of all this noise I'm feeling today. So thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon.